It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Washington is, well, they're a professional football team. That is the best thing you can say about them. No, uh, that's that's only a slight exaggeration. We are going to talk about their strengths. Uh, we are going to talk mostly about their weaknesses on the show today. Again, I don't want anyone to overlook this game or this team because you can lose any week in the NFL. We saw it last week. A bunch of teams we didn't think would win, including this Washington team. Washington went into Carolina and beat the Panthers. And it was such an embarrassing loss, the Panthers fired Ron Rivera. So this is a team capable of playing at least decent football. I think there are some things to like about Dwayne Haskins. The run game is is explosive with Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, who still has plenty of juice in those legs. And the defense, the front is good. Uh, They they have some ability on the back end. Quentin Dunbar is among league leaders in interceptions. They paid Landon Collins, Texas, with a dollar sign to sign in Washington, and he can still play. This is a, a team that, still has talent. And Matt LaFleur talked about it with the Giants. They have talent, and they just haven't been able to finish games, the Giants the Giants haven't. And, you know, you go back and you look at it, and you see, okay, there were games that they were in, and they just couldn't finish. Now, this is not the case with Washington. They've been bad most of the season, and a lot of these games, they just haven't even been close. The last few weeks, they've been able to play a little bit better. They've been healthier. They've been able to, you know, getting Darius Geis back has been a huge boost for them. But this is a team that is not very good. I I still think that this is an important exercise to go through, you know, the players on this team, the the teams that the the places where they are good, the places where they are bad, because Green Bay thought they were going to go into Washington last year, albeit a, a different quarterback, a different head coach. 
uh, and and a lot of different key players, Green Bay thought they were going to win that game, and they got ran out of Maryland in that game. So as we look at this Washington team, I want to I want to start with <laughs> Zach Cruz from Packer Wire tweeted this out. Washington is. 32nd in total yards. That's last. By the way, there's 32 teams in the NFL. 32nd in points. 32nd in first downs. 32nd in passing yards. 31st in passing touchdowns. 32nd in yards per attempt. 30th in passer rating. 30th in sack percentage. 32nd on third down. 29th in scoring percentage. 31st in red zone touchdowns. 28th in yards per play. And 31st in expected points added. In short, and that was not short, they're bad. And we know that because that was actually a long list of ways in which, at least offensively, they're bad. 32nd in DVOA, 32nd in passing, 23rd in rushing. And not even in that list is their 31st in adjusted sack rate. They give up pressures. They give up sacks. They're 32nd in red zone offense. This offense is garbage. It is garbage. They were gifted a ridiculous Kyle Allen interception that was returned to the one-yard line. That turned into points. Uh, otherwise, the the Washington offense last week didn't play great. What they did was dominate Carolina at the point of attack. Carolina, the worst run defense in the league. So it shouldn't be surprising that Darius Geis went off. It shouldn't be surprising that Adrian Peterson went off. You know, Darius Geis had a huge day, had a 60-yard run and a 38-yard run, a nasty stiff arm of Shaq Thompson. But you're not going to beat the Packers that way. You're just not. You have to be able to create chunk plays in the passing game. And Dwayne Haskins, who is a rookie, who has a lot of ability, who was a highly touted prospect coming out. I thought he was actually the best quarterback in this class. He has just not been good. Now, there are some things he does well. He manipulates the pocket well. He does show nice touch when he has a clean pocket. When he has time and he plays in rhythm, he can be a nice player. But you can pressure him. He will bail from clean pockets. If he feels a little bit of pressure, if things are out of place, if his first read isn't there, he will panic a little bit. He will eyeball his receivers a little bit. And we don't know what the status is with the offensive line. Morgan Moses is dealing with a back injury. He's hurt. Brandon Scherf is dealing with an injury. He was limited on Wednesday. So we don't know what offensive line we're even going to see. And that's a problem for Washington. This is an offense that, with Bill Callahan, they want to establish the run. The dreaded establish the run. And Green Bay, we know about their problems stopping the run. But this is certainly a game, you know, I thought last week they would they would pressure Daniel Jones. I thought they would show him exotic looks. I thought they would show him double A-gap pressure. I thought they would do a lot of different things to make sure that he was uncomfortable all game. It turned out. They didn't need to do that because the pass rush was able to get home with four consistently. That is a luxury a lot of teams don't have. Green Bay has it. And I I think there is a lot of wisdom in Green Bay saying, we think if we rush four and drop seven, we can get home enough. And even when we can't, our dropping seven 
will mean you are not going to have easy decisions. You're going to have crowded windows to throw the ball, and Dwayne Haskins will throw the ball to the other team. Now, he hasn't been turnover prone like Daniel Jones has. Now, Carolina also dropped a chance or two, and interceptions has been something that we have seen from Dwayne Haskins over the course of the season. He doesn't really have anyone right now outside of Terry McLaurin, the rookie also from Ohio State. And McLaurin didn't even do anything last week. Now, he is the player that I think Green Bay is going to be most afraid of. I would not be surprised to see a lot of Jair Alexander shadowing Terry McLaurin is the perfect kind of player to defend McLaurin, who is a in that Emmanuel Sanders mold, in that Stephon Diggs mold, and when they don't have really anyone else, Paul Richardson has been a big disappointment, and Kelvin Harmon, who fell in the draft, who I didn't think should have fallen in the draft, reminded me a lot of post-ACL Jordy Nelson with his ability to make catches on the sidelines, contort his body, the nuance, the reliability. He's a, he's a nice young player, but he is also the kind of player that Kevin King can defend effectively. Kevin King, by the way, second in the league in interceptions. So they have cornerbacks who match up nicely with these receivers, and there is no Jordan Reed to create matchup problems. There is no Vernon Davis to create matchup problems. Now, Washington does have three running backs who are capable. Darius Geis, who's coming off that serious injury last year, is just getting back now. He is playing well. He has major juice. You have to contain him. What you don't want, the last thing you want, is for guys to rip off a couple big runs and all of a sudden that settles everyone down, that gets Dwayne Haskins a little bit more comfortable, it it stops the pass rush from getting home in the same kind of way, and all of a sudden Washington is controlling the clock and going on these extended drives because you can't get stops in the run game. Obviously, you don't want that. I mean, <laughs> I think that goes without saying you don't want that. All of these guys, Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson, who is a, a, a very underrated pass-catching running back, someone I think they frankly should use more in the passing game. Uh, this is an offense that is going to be inconsistent. You can't give them big play opportunities. If you play conservative coverage, and I think this is going to be the approach that Green Bay takes, rush four, drop seven, if you do not give them opportunities to hit over the top, play those two deep safeties and say, if you want to run, that's fine, but we're not going to give up big runs to you, and we're not going to give up the big passing plays down the field. Haskins has not shown a propensity to push the ball down the field that much. So, you know, what are you going to do if you have to go 10, 12 plays? It's going to be tough. Haskins has the third worst passer rating, throwing it two and a half seconds or fewer and the second worst, two and a half seconds or more. In short, over the course of the season, he has been one of the worst quarterbacks in football. This offense is worse than the Giants offense they played last week, where they created three interceptions and harassed Daniel Jones constantly. Did they give up a touchdown? Yes. Did they win that game going away? Also, yes. So I expect much of the same when these two teams get together on Sunday. Before we move on, I want to talk to you about Away Travel. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. 
For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. Listening on the go? If you can't visit away right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at lockedonpodcasts.com slash offers. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So defensively, Washington is actually an NFL team. Offensively, they are a borderline NFL team. Defensively, they are legitimate. And their pass rush is legitimately good. Like, good. Fifth in adjusted sack rate. Montez Sweat is coming on now. This is this is interesting because I mentioned this with San Francisco, and it didn't matter because San Francisco's front is so good, and, and they just dominated Green Bay's front. But there is this big discrepancy in adjusted sack rate versus pressure rate. They are only 24th in, in pressure rate and 26th in adjusted line yard, but 5th in adjusted sack rate. So you can move them off the ball, and they don't get consistent pressure, but when they create pressure, they create sacks. And part of that is um, they, they have some interesting blitz looks, and they are able to get home with guys like Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan. They have interior players, Matt Ioannidis. And those guys were were really dominant in controlling the line of scrimmage last year against Green Bay. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, those guys had really nice days against this Packers offensive line. We saw a bounce back performance from guys like Corey Lindsley and Brian, and, and Brian Bulaga against San Francisco. They, they came back and played much better against New York. But then guys like David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins didn't have their best games. So they need to sort of get right in this game. And, and this is a defense that, that like I said, has talent. Landon Collins is still on the back end, and they, they have some, like I said, Quentin Dunbar is among league leaders in interceptions. Um, Fabian Moreau had an, had an interception last week. Not a nice interception, I'll say. It was, was kind of gift-wrapped, but he still made the play. And not everyone is able to make those plays Consistently, they do a lot of the things that Mike Patton does, or at least used to do, when he didn't have those premier pass rushers on the edge. Double A-gap mug looks, these exotic blitz looks. Green Bay is going to have to be able to identify what's going on and figure out who's coming, who's not, and get them blocked. Not a blue chew segue. Um, (laughs) What they're going to have to be able to do, what Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers will have to do is they're going to have to stay patient. If Kyle Allen had just thrown to Christian McCaffrey all game, they probably would have won. 
Christian McCaffrey had seven catches for 58 yards. But this it is mostly zone defense that they're playing in, in third down situations and in the red zone. They play a little bit more man. But they want to play zone. They don't want to let shots come down the field. And so Green Bay is going to have to stay patient. Rodgers is going to have to stay patient. And I don't mean sit, hold, 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 bail, throw. I mean, when you get to the top of your drop, if everyone's bailing out and Aaron Jones is coming out on a little angle route, on a swing, on a dump off, whatever it is, I think Green Bay is going to find ways to get Aaron Jones you know, maybe on a Texas route, some of these things where he's creating space or finding a seam in zone coverage and you're getting him the ball with a chance to run. The linebackers are not great, although John Bostic has been better this year than in years past. And and really, their personnel outside of their front four is not, it's not very good. Landon Collins is a solid player and, and can still do some things. He's not worth the money they pay them. He's not a, an impact player the way that he was really in just one season in New York. And I think Green Bay fans should be really happy they didn't overpay for him. They should be really happy with the the value they got in Adrian Amos. When Kyle Allen had time, he was able to find guys open. In zone, they will bust coverages. Uh, there, are, there are holes in this zone. The, the, the problem that... The Panthers faced last week was they couldn't protect Kyle Allen. And this has been a problem all season for Carolina. They don't have a great pass-protecting offensive line, and Kyle Allen is not the most aware in the pocket. He's tough to take down, but when it's meat at the quarterback, it's a lot harder to, to do that. So if you're Aaron Rodgers, like I said, there are going to be guys open. You have to trust that. You have to be patient and not force the ball downfield if it's not there because they're going to give you the underneath stuff. This was a game that Washington really, I thought on defense especially, played well for stretches. They, they go down 14-0. They look really bad. And you just sort of say, well, they're done. And they should have been. Carolina should have won this game like 28-6. It should have just been over. But the Washington offense stayed patient. They, they got back into it. And Kyle Allen, frankly, gifted Washington some points. And then all of a sudden, you know, he tried to throw three or four interceptions. He was just really, really bad. Kyle Allen was a train wreck in this game. So if you can just take what's there, you know, last week they were able to get some deep shots and they were able to find ways to to get the Giants out of position in these in these deep passing situations to find Alan Lazard on the deep shots. Rodgers had MVS on another deep shot he wasn't able to get to because of pressure. So, you know, this is this is something that if Green Bay is not making dumb mistakes, they can move the ball on this defense. They're they're not a bad defense, but you can move the ball on them. 19th in DVOA, 20th in passing, 19th in rushing. I think Green Bay is going to be able to run the ball in this game. We'll see if this is something that that they want to focus on. But if they want to play two deep safeties, which they did a lot against Carolina, then Green Bay is going to have to to keep them honest. And if now, if you okay, you, you sink Landon Collins, you want to go to those cover three looks, then Aaron Rodgers has some opportunities to do some damage if they can block up the blitzes and and find ways to get guys in seams or you flood zones. I mean, Matt LaFleur has done some really good things against defenses who play like Washington does, but, and the teams who were able to effectively defend Green Bay, 
You look at LA and San Francisco. They play really disciplined. This Washington team does not play really disciplined. So, you know, are they going to be able to create shot plays? I don't know, but you don't have to because you can just leak. You know, you can, you can get 15, 18, 20. You don't have to get 40, 50, 60. And that doesn't mean you don't want those plays. Obviously, you want those plays if you can get them. You know, with the game on the line, down a score, Carolina went right down the field on this defense. When they had to have it, they went right down the field on Washington, and it took a ridiculous Kyle Allen play to end the game. A ridiculous play. They're on the one-yard line, and on third down, Kyle Allen bails to like the 30, trying to escape pressure, fumbles the ball, game over. I mean, come on. It was embarrassing. It really was. It was embarrassing for him anyway. So, you know, this is this is a defense that I think is gettable for Green Bay. I'd like to see them do a little experimenting. Try try some things that you might want to look at in the playoffs. I'm not saying, you know, don't take it seriously. But let's see more of this two running back set. We haven't seen a lot of, and I do wonder if that's something that Matt LaFleur is saving for the playoffs because it was a big part of their early season offense. And I'd love to see him play... You know, some tempo. Just try it. Just see what it looks like. Just use this as an experimentation. Use it as a breeding ground for ideas. Because Green Bay, look, I, again, I, I, I want to reiterate, you, you, you need to take every game seriously. Green Bay should win this game by two touchdowns, at least. And I, I think it's a game they're going to win by three touchdowns. But you still have to come in with a plan and be serious. On the other hand... You want to be able to have a, a secondary plan here for, okay, it's it's 31-6 in the third quarter, and you don't want to take Rodgers out yet, so what can you get to to just try, you know just see? Just see, what, see what's there. And maybe that's not the time to go tempo, but maybe it's time to play with two, two running backs. Maybe it's time to play three tight ends. Maybe it's time to see what Jay Sternberger has because Big Bob Tanyan was bad last week. Bad. There are, there are things Green Bay can do to just sort of experiment with and just have it ready to go in case. And I'm not saying show something that you, you're, you're going to want to save. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. But you have an opportunity here to not only beat a bad team, beat them handily, beat them impressively, and create some momentum going into this Chicago game that is going to be a slugfest. Chicago and Dallas play tonight, and if Chicago wins... They're still very much in the mix in the NFC playoff race. Minnesota collapsing down the stretch is not off the table, especially if Green Bay beats them. There is still an outside chance that Chicago can sneak back into the playoffs. Suddenly, they're playing a little bit better. They're playing with a little bit more confidence. Mitch Trubisky is playing with some more confidence. I won't say he's playing better, but I won't say he's not. It's you know, He's still Mitch Trubisky, so it almost doesn't matter. <laughs> If you're the Packers, you want to find that balance of doing enough to win the game, finding a rhythm with the things that you want to do, being the team that you want to be, mixed with not showing too much for teams like Chicago and Minnesota to scout, not showing too much for stuff you might want to use in the playoffs, while also, and this is a difficult, difficult balancing act, while also trying a couple things out, just just to see. 
you don't even just one play here, one play there. And and you should, by the way, do that in every game, no matter who the opponent is. Especially, in fact, in a game where you think a team is really good, try something. Just try something. You know, you're struggling against the Chargers or the 49ers on the road. Just have something ready to just try. Just break it out. I still can't believe we haven't seen tempo from this team. We haven't really seen the no huddle outside of no huddle situations. I, th- this was something that I th- they, that they were practicing. We saw it in training camp in in the the spring. They were playing with more uh, energy. They were getting in and out of the huddle quicker, and everything was moving with a little bit more verve. And we we haven't really seen that from this offense so far. Maybe it's something they'll break out. Look, last year the Patriots didn't really do it that much, and then they came out first drive against the Packers late in the season and just lit them up. Maybe that's something we'll see Green Bay do in Minnesota. That would be fun. You go no huddle in a hostile environment, running a hand signal offense anyway out of shotgun. That makes a lot of sense to do it that way and just break that out and and give Minnesota a look they're not used to. Great idea. And speaking of great ideas, it is a great idea if you plan to bet on sports to do it at my bookie. Between football season, the NBA, and the start of college basketball, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of person who doesn't want to risk a lot, but you want that big payoff, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, Do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So go to mybookie.ag now and they will match your first deposit up to half of the way. That means if you put in $2,000, they will give you an extra $1,000 up to $1,000 in free money to play with. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code locked on to activate that promo offer. That's mybookie.ag, promo code locked on because at mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, we have our live show coming tomorrow. And yes, I do think Green Bay is going to win this game by a lot. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna be impressive. Uh, I, I feel really good about the direction that this team is heading, and I think their culture is really strong. And they're they're gonna have the opportunity to here to do something special. I mean, Aaron Rodgers keeps talking about you know this this team and and what is in front of them, the things that they have in front of them that they can do. And 
I don't think that's something that he says lightly. You know, 13-3, and three, a first-round bye, it's all still on the table for Green Bay. And, and it's not something that I can say I expect them to do because I think winning in Minnesota is going to be very tough. Uh, their, their performance in San Francisco was certainly troubling. But this is, a, this is a young team for the most part. It is a young coach. And I was really heartened with the way that they came out and had a, a more aggressive game plan on Sunday. You know, apparently Zadarius Smith, who is on the leadership council, they went to Matt LaFleur and said, we want to talk. And he said, cool, let's talk. And they had a conversation and apparently it was constructive. And and this was before the Giants game. Um, and, and, you know, both parties thought it went well enough that they were able to go to the media on the record and say, hey, we did this. We feel really good about it. The communication there, I mean, Aaron Rodgers spoke glowingly on Wednesday about the communication, about the, the tone that Matt LaFleur has set. And it is it is more important than I think is often said about coaching and the ability to communicate. I mean, Sean McVay, I've said this before, Sean McVay, for whatever struggles the Rams have had this year, so many of the stories about him are not just, oh, that he's this great play caller, innovative offensive mind. He is a communicator. He is a special communicator, leader, and, and people person. The way he handles his business that way is so important when it comes to team culture and and mix that with what Brian Gutekinds did in the offseason, bringing in some of these guys, these veteran players who want to be leaders. And you see someone like Devontae Adams step up and assume a leadership role. You see Jair Alexander setting a tone culturally. Kevin King playing with swagger, playing with intensity. This is how you put together a team that is capable of making a Super Bowl run, and Green Bay is doing its best. We're going to be back tomorrow. Our live show on Periscope, 4 Central, 5 Eastern. Join us there. Talk Packers injury report. Not a lot to to get to there, so we'll do a lot of your questions. Make sure you send those in. You can send them to me on Twitter, at Peter underscore Bukowski. Send them to the podcast, at Locked on Packers. Uh, You can submit them on Facebook. You can leave them in the comment section of a review that you leave with five stars on iTunes. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.